welcome to my fourth episode of Tallulah Talks. Um, so just a bit of background information before we start. Um, for those of you who don't know, this actually started out as a uni assignment, which is really weird because I actually really enjoyed planning, created it and things like that. And I really wanted to do well and complete it. It's really strange because I normally absolutely hate uni assignments and essays and things like that, like he doesn't. Um, but it did so well in the first month or so, like I had... I think I've got like over 150 followers and I've got over 150 listens on the podcast. It's international and things like that. Um, And it grew so quickly within the first month. I just had to continue it. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who has uh, made it into what it is and has listened so far. Um, But anyway, uh, today's episode, I'll be talking more about self-esteem, body image and some events in the news that surround the topics. Um, and also for this episode I'm doing minimal planning so it's just conversation points and things like that and I've got no re-recording or anything like that so if I say anything embarrassing just go with it and pretend I didn't say it Um, or laugh and join in it's up to you really Um, but anyway let's get started from a young age I've always been slightly curvier or bigger like even when I wasn't I always saw myself this way and always thought I was bigger um and like I've said this before even if I was a size 8 everyone else was a size 8 I automatically thought I was just bigger uh, I part of me thinks it was because I like those you know the pizza party sleepover things you know can you remember those where there would be like eight girls shoved in this tiny front room um, and it would be someone's birthday, you'd all go to Blockbusters and rent like a cheesy movie, like rom-com movie, the ones that I love, and you would um, order a shit ton of pizza, and there would always be that one person that would order plain cheese pizza, and I'm really sorry, but personally I think that's just a waste. If you're going to pick out a pizza, you get all the toppings you possibly can and stuff your face. I just think that's the right way of doing it. But yeah, you'd get pizza, um, you'd also get those like, you know, those three for one pound sweets from Asda and Tesco's, and like loads of different kinds of popcorn. Also, those supermarket owned crisps that were like, just tasted of flavoured cardboard. Um, but yeah, all the other girls at that party were the same age as me and things, but it was always that they were too shy to go first and things like that, like they didn't want to take too many pieces or they didn't want to look fat, blah, blah, blah. But me and my friend Becky in particular were the first in there. Like I would grab a couple of meat feast slices, barbecue chicken, hands full of uh, the stale crunchy crisps and like, you know, a few slices of ham and pineapple. Yes, ham and pineapple, please don't shoot me or turn off this episode because, you know, I said something offensive, the fact I like pineapple on pizza, but I actually quite like it and it's a bit refreshing. I know it's taboo and against the norm, but I'm sorry, I quite like pineapple on my pizza. But, you know, anyway, back to my point. Um, I was bigger, ever so slightly bigger, but I felt humongous. I felt so much pressure to be the prettiest one because I thought as I was bigger, I had to make up for the fact that I was bigger, pretty much. Um, And I wasn't really, I wasn't born thinking that. I wasn't born thinking I was bigger, because I was a size eight, the same as everyone else, but I felt it, because I was told it like again and again, it it was over and (laughs) over again, which is fine, you know, it was just those boys in the playground and bitchy girls who should actually be supporting you, but that, you know, 
that topic's for another day, another episode. But people like that were just sort of telling me that and I just ignored them. But when you're told something over and over again, it just starts with you think, oh, shit, am I actually the fat friend? Even though I'm the same size as them. It was literally just because I had slightly bigger boobs and the curvier bum and things like that. Um, but... Because of all this, I literally convinced myself I was the biggest person and related automatically to the curvier characters on screen, you know, the singers, public figures and things like that who were slightly bigger and advocated, you know, curviness. Um, And it was mainly because I felt I couldn't be the same as, like, you know, Barbie and the people I saw on TV and stuff who were thinner. Um, And this was called... This was because I was not just told by kids at school but also social media that I needed to be thinner um, in order to feel pretty, but I was so lucky, really, really lucky, I never dieted, and never will, and never have, or anything like that, because I was so incredibly lucky to have such an amazing mum, who taught me from a young age that dieting is toxic, and the worst thing ever, and weight doesn't mean you value, like, it isn't the same, what size you are doesn't make who you value as you are as a person, and things like that, so I was so lucky to have her voice to guide me, but I know that so many men and women don't have that guidance. So I'm just so grateful. <laughs> um, and this is kind of what I'm trying to do with the podcast. It's just trying to like help be that guidance and that voice. Not that everyone's going to listen to me. Like if you think I'm talking absolute bollocks, like just turn me off <laughs> and ignore it. But I just hope I can kind of open your eyes now and again. So maybe either what the embarrassing things that I've done or like some things that I see, obviously. Um, but in really in today's episode, mainly I'm going to expose the wrongs and with weight and the rights and how we can teach ourselves to focus on, you know, only the good and things like that. So I don't know about you, but when someone says like, do you want to hear the bad news or the good news first? I always go for the bad news first because this means that there's a happy ending. And like most people, I love Disney, so I need a happy ending in my life. Oh, wait, no, no. That's something different. I, <laughs> let's move on. I, I don't mean... Ha- yeah. Um, <laughs> there is a news article that recently came out that shocked me the most to do body shaming. Um, and it, I think it was last week or this week. Um, and it's actually the public's reaction to Molly May's paparazzi photo that came out. And she's on holiday with, her, with Tommy, her boyfriend, and things in Spain. And they're having a really nice holiday together. And there was a few unflattering photos. Which, personally, I don't think are that unflattering. But, you know, that's my opinion. Um, but those of you who don't know, Molly May was a contestant on Love Island. Um, so her appearance is also watched like a hawk. Because obviously when people go on Love Island, they're meant to be perfect. They're meant to have this amazing, you know, it's hot people versus hot people. And who can get the hottest person and win the 50 grand or 25 grand, whatever it is, at the end. So she's watched like a hawk and her photos were ripped. Like, really ripped apart. Um, one of the cruel trolls um, called Molly Mae Lardy and that she needed to go on a diet and they completely ripped apart her photos. The the one comment that really hit me was the one troll in particular who said something along the lines of um, if her body is this bad at 21, what is she going to look like when she's 40? Like, <laughs> seriously? Bitch, that's a normal body with flaws, bumps and lumps and things like that. Normal bodies look like that. Like, I'm not being funny, but the average size for a woman is a 16, and she's a size 8. See, this is why women, both men and women, feel they need to diet and starve themselves to look a certain way. Because if Molly Mae from Love Island, who's meant to be perfect or whatever and whatnot, is being shamed, 
what if people saw me walking down the street? What, what are they thinking? Like, it's just ridiculous. I just, I generally cannot fathom who writes these comments and can actually be like, oh, I'm actually going to fall asleep tonight. It's beyond me. Like, how can you sleep knowing that you've upset and shamed someone like that? Seriously, a normal body has cellulite, it has lumps and bumps, not everyone is perfectly carved out. Some people are very lucky, they can eat a shit ton of pizza and not go to the gym and still look fucking perfect. And trust me, I am so jealous of these people, but I still love myself. They've, they're they lucky, you, you do you, but I still love myself at the end of the day. And if some woman behind a p- computer screen wants to tell me that I'm, because I'm a size 12 at 21, I should be worried about what I'm going to look like when I'm 40, do you know what? I'm going to look like a MILF. I'm going to look so good at 40. Look better than you. Seriously. But anyway, (laughs) another example that really annoyed me this week was a woman on this morning. She came on and she said she does not work with fat people. Yep, you heard me right. She refuses to work with people below the size 6 or over a size 14 because they are unhealthy, so therefore lazy. (laughs) Yeah, just take a moment of silence to, you know, get that all in. She has literally offended everyone in that one statement. And she said also that she was embarrassed that she'd put on weight during lockdown and was now a size 10. Like, what? Seriously, I would love to be a size 10, but you know what? I'm curvy in a size 12. Get over it. I just, I don't get how you can say that, especially how... Some people physically cannot help their weight. If they're underweight or overweight, they cannot help it. I know a couple of girls who, no matter how much they eat, how much they, you know, do muscle gain and all that lot, they cannot put on weight and they will always be a size zero. No matter what, they want to put on weight because they feel like they have to. There's also um, men and women who have health problems that's completely genetic and nothing to do with how they eat or anything like that they eat healthy they go to the gym but they're still um size 16 plus and things like that it's sometimes people just cannot help it and also what about people like me with really chubby faces and big boobs and things and what if someone like that likes to wear flowy baggy clothing and they make themselves look bigger by wearing clothing like that are you gonna not hire them because of the way they're dressed and the way they look it's it's just it's just ridiculous and I don't get how a person's appearance determines their work ethic like I know so many people who are size 0, 4, 18, 22, whatever who are complete badasses and bosses who are so determined to succeed and their worth ethic and professionalism is just amazing like just shut up you, you're probably just feeling lazy at work and you think oh the only thing that's going to make me feel better is the fact I look a certain size or look a certain way like just stop the way I look the way I dress the colour I dye my hair tattoos whatever whatever a person looks like does not determine how they work as a person or their work ethic and professionalism and etc etc and this just generally affects people in in such a way where they feel they have to fit into a little cardboard box, you know, the tiny little thing that they have to follow, they have to make sure they look this way, speak this way, dress this way, it's just not, not on, I just don't get it. And I've had experiences like this where people have quite literally, that strangers have told me I should look and act a certain way, bearing in mind I'm quite a normal person, I'm not over the top, I'm not like quiet I'm not loud in any way I'm just like middle 
middle of the whole way, but people still told me to act and look a certain way, which is not great. Um, and one of these experiences actually happened on my 17th birthday. I vividly remember I live in Dorset, so there's Paul Dolphin Centre and there's loads and loads of shops. They're not all like designer and stuff. They're like, you know, just normal high street shops. But in Beals, I think, has in Southridge. So, you know, it's a tiny little in the shop shop type thing. And Miss Selfridge, I was like, oh, I've got my 17th birthday money. I'm going to go buy myself some expensive posh clothing for me to look good in when I go out for dinner later. And I was so excited. Like, I just bought a ton of makeup. I bought some shoes. I bought some, you know, lush bath bombs, smelly things, and perfume and stuff. Like, I was so ready to be looking good. And I just needed a pair of these black jeans I'd seen online. They had my size online. They were super stretched. They were shaped. They were absolutely everything. They seemed completely perfect. They were high-waisted. Just the dream jeans. Not even kidding you. So I went in and I was looking around and found these jeans because it was only a small table with a few pairs on. Both had blue, black. I'm pretty sure they had grey and stuff like that. Like They had loads of different colours. And I looked at the black and they had size 8, 10, 14, 16 and so on and so forth but they did not have a size 12 and they were my jeans because the thing is I need I have very weird proportions right now I'm pretty much size 10 12 everywhere but at that point I was about a size 6 to 8 on my waist size 12 around my hips and bum and size 8 to 10 on my top so everything is really in proportion and I need a pair of jeans that have the little like eyelet are they eyelets I don't know the little like things that you put your belt through those things, I needed that in order to like hold my jeans up because they would fall down because my bum would bring it down whilst everything was, I was kept trying to pull them up and it was just too baggy around my waist and that's what I needed. And these jeans were perfect because they were that small around the waist, big around the um, hips and things like that. And I just wanted to try them on because they could have not been perfect. I just wanted to try them on. And I saw this lady, well, girl, she wasn't that much older than me. I think she was like, she looked about 20-ish. Um, very pretty, very, you know, perfect, sort of looking wise. And I said, she like put stacking clothes or whatever, and I was like, oh, can I, can you check if there's some in storage? Because I cannot find any jeans in my size, I'm a size 12. And I'm not even kidding you, she turned around at me with this dead pan glare and just stared at me and was like, mm. I can have a look, but I'm pretty sure we don't even stock that size. It's a lot bigger than the ones we have on the rack. And then she walked away. I literally stood there and I froze. I was in such shock and I was like shaking that some stranger could even speak to me like that. that she, I literally met her. That was the first thing I ever said to her. I didn't even look at her when I come into the store because I was just so determined to find these jeans. She didn't look at me. It was the first time we ever interacted and she spoke to me like that and said that to me. I was so shocked. I literally stormed, like, walked out and was, my eyes were in tears. I was shaking. Like, when I'm angry, I cry. It's not good because it makes you <laughs> look like you're upset about the thing. And yeah, I'm upset, but I'm mainly angry. So I was shaking. It was just literally the worst day and the worst shopping experience I ever felt and I went home and put on my leggings a big baggy t-shirt and was like actually can we stay inside and was there a takeaway instead because I didn't want to go out because some stranger could tell me that view without even meeting me and just having that opinion and the fact that I can't shop at a certain place or have a certain pair of item of clothing or whatever because I was a size the thing is I, they had a size 12 on the website. I just asked if they had it. They had everything else. 
every other size but my size. It must have been that it was a popular size at the time. And th- the, I think the thing that annoyed me the most was that she thought she had some sort of privilege because she was thinner than me. And in my personal... I, there's this thing going around at the moment, and I think it's been going around for a while, but it's just come into my, like, you know, view at this time, was the idea of skinny privilege. And I... The basic what skinny privilege is, is that skinny people cannot be shamed because they have a certain a privilege about them. So if you're skinnier, you're automatically seen healthier, you're fitter, you're more determined, you're happier, and, you know, you're not lazy, and, you know, the opposite to what fat is. So you can never be skinny shamed. So the fact that, you know, if someone calls you a twig, stick, insect, and things like that, it doesn't count as shaming. See... I'm, I have two sort of mixed opinions of this. Like I'm a bit confused about what my opinion is. Really, I can see how, why some people believe it because they've been shamed so much in their lives, and they've had so much. Neg- there is more negativity to, towards um, bigger people because it's automatic, um, automatically negative stigma and the fact that you know if you're bigger, you're lazy, um, all you eat is junk food, you're dirty, you're unhealthy you're not clean and things like that automatically but skinny people don't have that but at the same time I there is so much negative stigma for both sides like I believe it's shaming is shaming at the end of the day if you're shaming because someone is a size zero or shaming someone because they're a size 32 or whatever you know if you're shaming someone anyway you are shaming someone and it is not good it is not a good thing and it is a bad thing to do um, and there's negative stigma with both sides. Being a stick insect is the fact that you, you know, you're vain. You, this is stereotypical anyway. I don't believe this, but if you're um, thinner, you're vain. You only care about yourself. You only care about looks. Um, you are a skinny bitch and things like that. Um, and you know, it's not nice. And then automatically, if you're slightly bigger, you are like I said, unclean, lazy, only eat junk food. Um, you smell and stuff like that. And there is stigma to both sides. So I felt on that day anyway, and kind of still feel now, that she in particular, I have no clue who this girl is, I never saw her again, but this girl in particular thought she had a privilege because she was thinner than me. She looked down on me because I was bigger than her. And I'm not even, I think I was only maybe a size or two bigger than her, but she still thought that because I wasn't a size, you know, six or eight, I was lesser. I just wasn't the same as her. I was on a different level. But yeah, that's some of the bad things that go on recently and has happened to me anyway about body shaming and things like that. And I just, overall, everything that I've just said, it just still shocks me to this day. I know it's going to continue and it's not great, but I just want to try and make sure people stop doing it. But also, I want to show people what the good things are. And now for the happy ending. Yay! Um, (laughs) So, Barbie has come out with a new diversity range with, like, over 100 different types of dolls. So, um, it's different sizes, skin tones, hair colours. There's amputee. There's a vitiligo. And there's so much more. There's uh, literally... I can't even think on the top of my head. There's... um, uh, A girl with bright pink purple hair everywhere there's bigger girls there's slimmer girls and boys as well there's literally every kind of diverse appearance that you can think of 
there is a Barbie now of it, which is amazing. And this makes me so, so happy because I never played with Barbies. I never played with dolls. I was a bit more of a Tom, tomboy. Yeah, tomboy when I was growing up. I was really independent. I liked to wear, I love to dress up and love to do like makeup and things like that and wear my, you know, wear my mum's shoes and dresses and stuff. But over my tracksuit and over my jeans and a t-shirt because in a second, like a second later, I'll take dressing, dressing up clothes off and go climb that tree or kick a ball and things like that. I, it, I was a good mixture, I'd say. But I never wanted to play dolls. I did not see the appeal of it. And I think when I was growing up anyway, it was mainly because I didn't look like any of the characters um, or dolls or anything like that and didn't relate to them anyway. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm a white brunette girl. So there's so much representation for my skin and hair colour um, and, you know, the eye colour and stuff like that and height or whatever. But all the Barbies, when I was when I was growing up anyway, had a really unrealistic body expectations. Like, there was, like, no shade to Barbie at all, but her eyes are huge and perfect. She has a perfect nose, perfect shaped face, perfect arms, legs, bums, just everything. She is the epitome of perfection. And for me, anyway, I've always personally disagreed with the idea that, um, you know you must be this certain standard and this way and sort of by having a doll that only looks this way every time and there is no other variations of this doll it just shows little girls that they should try and meet these standards and this is who they should look like um but i know there are loads of girls out there like i said before that do meet these um but i didn't and but i can applaud barbie um on the jobs that the doll had like um like, oh my goodness girls could literally do everything she taught little girls that she could they could do anything they wanted to do like there was doctors vets um astronauts i think i that i think i've seen um you know there was uh dog training and stuff i can't even remember <laughs> like i said i never played with barbies but the things i can i've seen on the shelf and stuff like that Barbie, her CV must be so fucking long. Like, it must be so annoying to have to go through that if she applies for another job. Yeah, that was a really bad joke. Um, <laughs> but Barbie has had a really bad rep for a really long time for the way it looks and the way it's... I just think they've really upped their game recently. Like, it really makes such a difference to have both boy and girl dolls um with different appearances and looks and different jobs and stuff like that. Like, they can literally look and do anything. And I think that's such a nice uh, message to give to kids, is that you can be who you are, um, whoever you want to be, if you want to be in a certain way, but make sure it's who you feel you are, if that made sense. I think I... Uh, yeah, I hope that made sense. <laughs> but basically, it's just the idea that you can be who, who you want to be, if you want to be, you know you want to be a bigger girl with fire coloured hair and you want to be an astronaut then do it. it I just like that idea and I, I wish I had those when I was a kid like I would have been playing those, with those dolls I would have actually been a girly girl and I would have been so over the moon to have those dolls who did that like I was a proper little five-year-old feminist I'll say that anyway um but anyway just as a general positivity note and how we can ignore bad things that people say and shaming and things like that so here's like some tips and stuff so one person who i love so much is rupaul and like just the the way he um 
lives his life and the things that he says and does for other people and how was it um how how are you gonna love anyone else if you can't love yourself i i just think that's just such a nice message and it's you know he makes you believe that our flaws are what makes us interesting and you know if we're all perfect and if we all look the same walk the same talk the same everything we'd literally be carbon copies of each other and nobody would be interesting you'd just be boring really at the end of the day um but yeah another one who i really like is shopping from uh well not so shopping but like the images that pretty little thing and his guided have on their websites where it's you know they're showing the models lumps and bumps and stretch marks and things like that and showing the fact that models who are being paid to be beautiful also have these flaws that i have and i and i love that really um and also i think going back to rupaul um i think people should really take a page out um, from the book of the contestants of drag race um you know these queens are so completely themselves 100 percent through and through and they freely express who they are without apologizing and i just think that's so amazing because at the end of the day no matter what you look like, your size, you know, your age, uh, what you want to do, your skin colour, everything, no matter who you are, be who you are and don't shame anyone else and please do not apologise for being who you are, really. And, uh, you know, that's my wisdom for today. today's episode thank you so so much for listening to me today um basically just ramble on for ages um this is actually my longest episode yet so if you've got this far i hope you really enjoyed it just as much as i did making it also if you like listening to me chat and complain for some reason uh please subscribe or review and keep an ear out for any future episodes got a couple of things lined up where I'll maybe doing some interviews I'll be chatting to some people so you won't only be hearing my voice for the future um you can also follow my instagram page at Tallulah Talks where you can see my daily going ons inspirational quotes and so much more but anyway chat to you soon bye